So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Swart, and today uh, I'm super excited for our guest, guys. We have Coach Eric Thomas on with us. He is one of the strength and conditioning coaches with Atlanta United. Um, he's one of about seven, and he is not only that, but he's a super busy guy, everyone. He, is, uh, he trains clients over at, at uh, some different facilities across Atlanta. Um, he has a really diverse background on who he trains and who he likes to train. And uh, I feel like a lot of our uh, philosophies of what we do over at Athletes Potential really co- kind of correlate with some of the stuff that we were talking about before the show starts. So uh, without further ado, uh, Eric, man, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we were talking a little bit uh, before. So you're new to Elena, right? Yeah. Um, relatively new. Relatively new. And from what I hear, I feel like isn't everyone like not from Atlanta? At least that's what I you're hear. You're spot on. Yeah, okay. you're spot on. We, we just hired we just hired a new uh, uh we just hired a new physical therapist to, to new to our staff, but he's he was born and raised in Decatur, Georgia. I'm like, wow, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I know more people. Some of are from Ohio, and I feel okay. like I know more people from Ohio than I know from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from Texas, so okay. um, I'm I'm actually too. I'm former military, so I've I've been everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, man, whenever I talk to somebody who's military, you know, they're like, uh, so like the founder of our company, uh, Danny, uh, you know, he'll, he'll say quite frequently, like, I don't, I don't really know where I'm from. So I'm from everywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause he just moves yeah, around yeah. all the yeah. around all the time as a kid I, and everything. I, I gotta have pride in Texas though. Right. I mean, I, I'd oh, be disowned sure. if I did. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a yeah. Texas boy through and through. <laughs> yeah. What part of Texas you from? A uh, small town, Abilene, Texas. Um, death, it, it's, Three hours, which is for Texas, relatively close from Dallas, about four <laughs> yeah. hours from Austin. Um, so, so small town, West Texas, uh, not the biggest town, but I mean, it's home. Yeah, for sure. So did, did you move to Atlanta for the Atlanta United position? Yeah, I did. So kind of if I was to speckle around, so I, I went from Texas to Colorado, from Colorado to South Dakota, to North Dakota, to parts of Cali, to Tucson, Arizona. And I came from Tucson, Arizona to Atlanta. Um, wow. for, for the job. Yeah. And so kind of all along the way, kind of mixed in, I guess my mosaic journey is, is yeah. primary military doing kind of part-time training and then slowly kind of making a transition coming out of uniform and, and making more of a full-time gig. Um, when I was in Colorado, did some time with the Olympic training center up there. That was awesome. Um, yeah. did some time with the, uh, uh school of mines football team and, and training them when I was in South Dakota. Then I started to go more full-time, um, and, and building kind of a client list, uh, was working with the indoor, um, pro football team in Tucson, Arizona. when I finally got there, um, that's when I had an opportunity to 
to pick up and come over here. So, so yeah, man, it's been quite a journey. I'm also, and I yeah. think everyone says this, right, where they're like um, former athletes themselves. So I played soccer growing up. Um, yep. Was was fortunate enough to to walk on the football team too when I was when I was in uh, school. I went wow. to the Air Force Academy. Um, oh my gosh! Peppered peppered history with injuries, right? I've I've torn mm -hmm. my ACL twice, right? Uh, mm -hmm. First time I tore it was when I was in high school, um, and I think that really kind of set the tone for this whole path uh, because mm -hmm. I was a junior, right? And I wanted to get recruited. Um, and I had the worst possible thing that you could have when you're a junior, <laughs> an ACL tear, right? Oh and man. Yeah. That was the first time I thought, okay, well, let me pick up a, a book to figure out what's this whole thing that this PT guy's telling me about my knee and the doc's telling me all this crazy stuff. Like, what do you mean six months? I can't run. What are you talking about, dude? Like I gotta get right. a scholarship. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that was the first time I kind of, I kind of, uh, broadened, I guess you could say the perspective from being an athlete to knowing how and why certain things move in the body and, and kind of diving in. So kind of forced if I wanted to make something happen. Um, yeah. Went to the Academy, uh, toured again, uh, had a Ugh. blow to the knee, got too fat to play, uh, spent a year off training <laughs> and was fortunate enough to walk on the football team. I was in first string. So whoever hears this, look, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> I got, I got some gear, dude. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. And so, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some gear, man. Like I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, tore my labrum in my right shoulder. That was from a uh, combative training. So, so yeah, so, you know, I, it, it's, it's been a interesting journey to say the least, but, um, I, I take yeah. that kind of as just lessons and notes to carry on with, with what I do now. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like there's such a, uh, crossover between strength conditioning and physical therapy. Obviously that's how, uh, that's how we operate. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, we don't have any TheraBand, uh, at our clinic, we have squat racks, you know, like, yeah. uh, we feel like yeah. that helps out people a lot better than, uh, the civil, uh, TheraBand can, but yeah. dude, yeah. you've traveled all over the place. Was that intentional? Yeah. Like, were you trying to like, kind of get out or are you just like hopping uh, from opportunity to opportunity? No. So it was, it was mostly military. Um, okay. And, and so kind of, I, I guess I like to stay busy if, if I, I'm going to be honest. So if I wasn't yeah. doing that, I, I would do kind of, you know, maybe a few hours a week, just training and whatnot. And I think what really kind of ins inspired me more is that I kind of look back and think, man, if I would have known some of the stuff that we now know about training and performance and, and all these different, you know, uh, uh, areas of, of, of knowledge that we can pull from, um, man, I could have recovered so much f faster and even better as, yeah. as a younger athlete, right? Um, I could have even prevented possible injuries from occurring. And so I kind of take that and I think, man, you know, I wish someone could do what I now do um, right. back then. And so that kind of, that, that spark um, kind of always pushed me and nudged me no matter what I was doing and no matter what state I was doing to just do something with people, yeah. with training and, and just trying to help at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, we also have a, a wide spectrum of people that who you do train of all different skill sets and, and goals and missions and, and areas of life that they're, or levels of life that they're at. Um, what, what do you enjoy about working from anyone from gen pop, uh, you know, your weekend warrior, uh, all yeah. the way up to your professional athletes and I'm sure military and everyone in between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you say that, uh, as I was telling you before, you know, I'm running on two hours of sleep right now because I was yeah. actually uh, programming uh, for, for, for some of my that strength coach grind that man. I've had to do, man. It's, it's a grind. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would say that it's just, it's just at the end of the day, everyone has a goal, right? And mm -hmm. no matter what that goal is, uh, it's cool to have the 
an opportunity to help them get to that goal. And so if you're dealing with, say, Gen Pop, a lot of times, um, I think in, in, in that atmosphere, in that environment, they almost feel like it's impossible, right? Maybe you tried and didn't work, or you, you're coming back from injury. You know, there's, there's more of a person story that's, mm-hmm. that's surrounded there versus, say, um, a pro athlete where, hey, we know you're good. Everyone is good at what they do. We're just trying <laughs> to make you maybe, you know, 0.5 seconds better or 0.5 kilos better than, than the person next to you, right? And so, so that, that compare contrast is, is different because the satisfaction a pro athlete might get uh, versus the seven-year-old woman who just got double knee replacement, double hip replacement, and now she can walk without a walker and, you know, pick up her groceries without any pain. It's just different, right? And and yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's any better or worse. It's just different. And for me, if I can help either one of those, I mean, why not? Why yeah. not? Dude, for sure. And then yeah. your your experience coming back from injuries helps out on both sides of that as well. You can kind of speak the language from a, from a human element uh, when you're working yeah. with Jim Pop and then from an athlete element as well, which goes hand in hand, of course, but just different goals. Um, because yeah. when you're becoming... Yeah, I'm so, I was just say when you're recovering from an injury, first you gotta learn how to walk before you can run, right? So like, absolutely, uh, dude, absolutely, yeah. and and everyone gets setbacks, right? I mean, some are major, sure. some are minor. Um, so yeah, it, it just kind of depends. I think that's one of the cool things about our field is that you know there is that unique opportunity to speak from your own personal experience that's completely related to the person that you're talking to, right? Um, right. And, and almost to almost to a unique degree where hey, if I'm talking to someone who is re- covering from an ACL injury, um, saying I was in the same boat goes a long way versus someone's like, oh, I've never had that, but you know, I sprained my ankle. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of not the same thing. Um, so, so, you know, this yeah. field kind of, it offers so, so much in that respect. Um, yeah. It's so cool to see how it's been growing. Uh, it it yeah. is definitely a lot, uh, I guess you could say more structured um, than mm-hmm. it used to be, at least when I was coming up. Um, yeah, 100%. It, Good to see so many different minds and, and people from different specialties and different focuses from across the industry kind of working hand in hand for the most part, um, yeah. trying to just make our, you know, make the body, make the system just a little bit better today than it was yesterday. Dude, spot on. I think that that's yeah. like, uh, that's like, that should be everybody's philosophy. It's, it's really interesting when you start, you see people start getting like really narrowed in on a certain training style or mm. uh, like a great example of that, I guess would be like, uh, we'll, we'll use CrossFit, for example. Uh, we love CrossFit where we work. You know, we, we have a lot of, like, we've got a lot of years between the entire staff of people who've trained CrossFit style, but we've also got a lot of uh, years in non-CrossFit, you know, or uh, <laughs> yeah. another, another style, another style of training. And at the end of the day, you start to realize that like, Sure, these these principles and methodologies may be a little different, but everybody's trying to accomplish the same goal. And if your goal is to get better at CrossFit and that's the community that you're a part of, then yeah. let's fucking do it. Let's, yeah, let's, absolutely, uh, yeah. dude. Absolutely. And then I think what's interesting is that, you know, sometimes, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but what I've seen is that some people might say one method, modality, or what have you is better than the other, right? But they're, they're all tools yeah. at the end of the day, right? Yoga, yeah. or what I call yogi bears, right? Is, uh-huh. is just a different, it's a different tool than say uh-huh. your CrossFitter, right? And your CrossFitter yep. is just a different tool than say your bodybuilder and so forth. And mm-hmm. I think we're getting a, we're getting a better grasp on adding some type of distinction between these things. Uh, because I think for the most part, your general pop just sees it kind of in one big bubble of working out, right. Or just yeah. fitness or what have you. And, and, and that's, 
you know, there's some good to that. There's some bad to that. I, I look at CrossFit just like I look at yoga. It's just another tool on depending yep. on how we use it, depending on what your goal is. Uh, but then, you know, th there's a, there's a risk there too, because if you're, if you've never done anything before and you're just jumping into CrossFit, well, hmm, maybe that tool isn't necessarily appropriate right now for what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think one of the things that we can offer and what's kind of nice about the podcast is uh, who, the listeners or people who just kind of have a loosely idea of, of, of fitness or health or whatnot can yeah. also get better grasp of more specifically of, of what's out there, what's the offer and, and kind of the specialties behind some, some of these professionals. Oh man, 100%. And I think it gets, yeah. you know, and it also gets like really frustrating at times um, as on being in the, in the field of strength conditioning or being in the field of uh, just human performance rather than on the rehab or the performance side. Um, when, certain professionals start like bashing other professionals, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I see it a lot that. in the world of strength conditioning. I see it a lot in the world of physical therapy. I mean, just today, I mean, there's this guy, he's really well known in the literature in terms of like what he puts out there from a manipulation standpoint. He was like, yeah, he was just shitting on uh, PT clinics that look more like, uh, that look more like gyms now. He's like, uh, and he was trying to say yeah. some, he was trying to quote some research talking about how like, um, uh, like squats don't have any impact on long, short, or on the medium term for somebody's disability. I was like, dude, look at your confirmation <laughs> bias that you got going on right now. What are you yeah, talking dude. about? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and it's frustrating, right? Like why, why yeah. I do that? Right. And, and I, I understand the urge, right. Because I, I catch myself, maybe not so much in that sense, but say like, you know, I, I you see someone doing something goofy and their first reaction is, well, I saw, a social media influencer, you know what I mean? Everybody like gets that. everything yeah. from social media. Yeah. That, hey, that for me, fair game, dude. Like I, I, I can understand <laughs> that, but for the most part, right? Like 97%. Yeah. yeah you know, it, again, you wouldn't, you wouldn't discriminate against the hammer for doing something that a screwdriver is supposed to do. Right. So it's like, Hey, it's yeah. just a tool. And so whenever someone's dogging, I, I, I get encouraged by seeing a squat rack in a, in a PT clinic. Why? Because we're finally catching up to some of the research, some of the common sense to say, this is probably pretty good and pretty needed long-term <laughs> and short-term, no matter what yeah. your goal, or for the most part, no matter what your goal is. Uh, and it's only yeah. going to benefit the person walking through the doors, right? And so I, I don't quite understand why with some there's this resistance to accept this overlap and the fact that that there is some good almost in everything um, yeah. versus saying this is bad and this is good. And, and I think if you've done this long enough, you, you start to use the term, and I use this with everyone, where you're like, well, it depends, right? You don't oh, necessarily, yeah, yeah your, your definitions oh, yeah. really aren't very definite. There's, there's, sure. a, there's a small handful of do's and don'ts, but for the most part, it just depends, right? So, so to come out and say, person x y or z is like you know how dare they or that's bad i don't know <laughs> dude man that's some big yeah. show in there dude <laughs> oh 100 yeah I, you know and it, I, I say i say it depends all the time frustrates the heck out of my patients all where it's time. like all the yeah, time yeah 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 you can I, it's, you it's can go break down a, for <laughs> sure because like you can break down a process and you can make everything look really pretty right and make it look really black and white but like we all know the longer you've been in the game, you know, like, yes, <laughs> that's not how yeah. it works. You know, it depends, <laughs> right? Not, and, it's all great. And even, you know, and I'm going to contradict myself a bit here, going sure. back to say someone on social media, right, where they're doing uh -huh. something, right? Even then, in those cases, a lot of times, it's almost like, well, it depends, right? What are you trying to do? Or what was that person trying to do with whatever that 30 second clip was, right? And so, yeah, you know, that 
I, what I appreciate so much in this field is the more you know, the more there is to know, right? And yeah. and so yeah, there's never, I don't think that anyone who says they kind of got it all um, is has a lot of depth because we are learning something new. At least if, you, if you're passionate about it, there's something new and interesting and intriguing to learn every single day. Um, for sure. And, and what's unique is that you're applying it to people. People are different. And so yeah. what works for person A might work 90% of the time, but doesn't work for person B because it's yeah. person B, right? So that's what's pretty cool yeah. about having all these tools. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, too, like the most important variable in all of this is the person that you're coaching, right? And Absolutely. Yeah. It, it blows me away how many people don't fully grasp that. They kind of think yeah. they do, right? But like, uh, yeah. I mean, we have conversations all the time about like, you know, when people come to us, they're typically coming to us for a reason, right? It's not because like, uh, it's like, oh, I don't know. I just really like being in physical therapy, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're typically mm-hmm. coming to us because they have pain. And so, but that's, that's just the very surface level of it. It's like, well, you've probably had this pain, like you've had this pain for 18 months, right? Or you've had this mm-hmm. pain for four years. So why now are you deciding mm-hmm. to make a change on that? And then once you figure out what somebody's true reason for why they're in there, it's the same thing with strength and conditioning, whether you're talking about athletes or gym pop, like, once you figure out well, like why this person's reaching out to you for help or what their ultimate goal is, and they can say it's it's to lose weight, but it's it's so much more than that. Or they can say yeah. it's to get faster, but it's so much more than that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're talking about a pro athlete, like, you know, maybe so they can it can they can get faster so that they can get that scholarship so they can elevate their family out of a certain situation that they're in, or whatever the case may be, right? Like right, that's right, a lot right. more pressure on somebody than right. uh what than, you know, if you're doing a front squat versus a back squat on that day, right, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. And, 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 you know, I, I think one of the biggest things in, in this field overall, and this is both kind of on the business side, um, and just the implementation and practicality side is, is that, that focus on the individual, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's very easy to get scripted, right? It's very easy to say run an FMS and just be like, okay, we're just going to do X, Y, and Z based off of, you know, whatever that assessment comes out. It's easy, yeah. even pay structures, right? This is the thing that just hurts me with big box gyms at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. here you are talking to a personal trainer who already has some pre-made kind of program for someone and they have to do certain things. I'm like, what is that, dude? Like, like <laughs> how, how, what are you talking about, man? Or, right. or, you know, say you walk in somewhere and, and, and this is no shame on, on a particular trainer or anybody else, but it's yeah. almost like, and I use this, I use this analogy a lot where it's like, if you took your car to a mechanic and the mechanic just looked out the window and said, Hey, uh, you need a new exhaust and never popped your hood that's probably a red flag, right? So, so sure. we do that or not we, but we, we have this tendency to see it happen often where people will, will say one thing about an individual as if they mm-hmm. diagnosed a problem or as if they do this program or this thing without even looking at what makes that person an individual. What are the details? Right. Like? What are their movement patterns? What, what right. are some of these things that we can hone in specifically on this person? Right. And, and so, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think that, if you, at least if you love this field, if you love mm-hmm. what you do, then, then having that mindset to, to focus on the details of a person, it'll be there kind of by default. If you're kind of just yeah. doing it just to kind of do it, uh, you're going to get very scripted. If you're trying to be a, I guess, self-employed type of trainer, what have you, and kind of go, you know, uh, build a business from it, it's not going to go very far because you're just kind right. of pre-making everything for everyone. And people are going to see that. Um, and, yeah. and, at the end of the day, 
they're not going to get the results that that they're looking for and that you could actually help them with. So yeah, for focusing sure. and, and keeping a, a, a grasp on, on the individual, man, it's so huge. It's oh such God, a big yeah. thing that I see. We, we sometimes forget on yeah. so many areas. Yeah, man. It's the, it's one of the main reasons why we, we went out of network with our practices, you know, like you see, a, you go and, and there's a lot of painting with a broad stroke here, of course, but there's a lot of like just box PT clinics out there as well. Uh, PT yeah. meaning physical therapy, not personal training. There's a lot of uh, box PT clinics out there and they do just, it's you're a number, man. It, it, Dude, it man, you truly yeah. are. And it's, and you know, sometimes a lot of times it can be on laziness from the physical therapist for sure. But a lot of times it's because that PT has got to see 80 to 90 people in a week, you know, like yeah, that's how many it. we'll yeah. see in a month, you know, like right, it's a, right. uh, it's a totally different ball game at that point. Like you just don't have the capacity to be able to, um, work in that environment or to, to give every individual that, um, individual needs that you, that they need. And a lot of times too, like when you start working with people who are pretty far deconditioned, um, which will is typical in a, in a in network PT clinic. Um, there's, you, you can do just about anything and get away with it for a certain mm-hmm. period of time. Um, mm-hmm. but if, if someone like you or me or, or somebody that's got bigger goals comes walking in, like they're going to get frustrated. They're going to see, they're going to see through that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it happens. It, I mean, it, it really does. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of like, I'm so big on analogies. So you gotta, it's just, uh-huh. I, I love it. No, not, yeah, dude. Yep. You know, I, I they you tell you you're a coach. You gotta relate you, it. Somehow. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> if, if you ever, if, if, if my, if my clients ever heard this, you're going to be like, yeah, he does do that. I always use kind of like food analogies. Right. And, and, uh-huh. and if you're, if you're in the kitchen and you're a chef, right, you're making just that five-star meal, you're not going to yeah. be able to make the same uh, quantity of meals is McDonald's, right? And so right. You, there is that that limitation, especially if you're good at your job, on what you can or how many you can offer your service to. So I get it, and that's where I think you know the kind of your business side plays somewhat of a negative impact. Um, you know, one of the things I do with with my clients on the outside, um, and I did this probably for eight years, is that I I never went in charging person A the same as person B. And I think there's some pros and cons to that, but at the same time, yeah. it's, if this person is just wanting to say, lose weight and build muscle, and this person is trying to get a full ride scholarship, they have two years to do it. Those are two completely different programs, two completely different needs, different types of attention, different details right. at the end of the day. There are some similarities, so I'm not, I'm not for saying sure. that, but there well, are classifications for sure. Yeah, and so, so mm-hmm. you know, even at least, for me, I take it even to the business side to say, well, you're not going to charge everyone the same because not everyone is having the same goal. Some are going to need a hell of a lot more focus and effort and, and training and so forth versus maybe someone else, right? And right. so I think that that business side, when you're having 80 or 90 people coming in too, you know, there is the dollar sign that comes behind that. And that's, sure. that's tough. Um, I, I understand that. And I wish as a community, we could figure stuff out a little bit better uh, to, to address those things. I don't know how you do it. I just, I I can see it affecting the individuals, affecting progress, affecting performance, and really affecting some people to get burned out at the end of the day. And and that's 100%. Oh man, you see, you see that happening all the time in the medical community, you know, and I, and I definitely, I 100% group strength and conditioning coaches in with that medical community kind of field there. Uh, they're kind of like the, the EMS of the training world, right? Like, yeah, there you go. That's a great because, way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put and, it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, especially over like the past like 18, 20 months, you've seen 
a lot of people leaving the healthcare industry for that very, for that very reason in terms of like, well, um, you know, <laughs> there's just burnout. Like I got to see X amount of clients to be able to make this, yeah. make this work or, you know, insurance is going to re, re uh, they're going to drop their reimbursement by X percent every year. Like, which means mm-hmm. the clinics have to see more people, which means the, the providers get more burnout. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, mm-hmm. it's definitely a time in both the S and C and the, and the performance in the rehab world to try to figure out like, what's the next move, right? Like how do we serve um, not just the community, which is also, which is the ultimate goal and is most important. But I mean, I'm sure you preach this to your clients all the time. Like if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of other people? So like, yeah, how do we take care absolutely. of our people or ourselves before we can go and help out all these other people as well? Yeah. It's, it's like the, it's like the landscaper having the tallest grass in his neighborhood because he's busy cutting everyone else's grass. Right. And exactly. So it's, 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 it's very, I mean, that's it's spot on. It's very tough. And and if you can't put in, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to have the resources, uh, both mentally and physically, to put in to, mm-hmm. to your clients. And so, yeah, you know, I, 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 my hope is is that we begin to kind of blend some of these bridges, have a have a more, uh, I guess, a, a complementary ecosphere of professionals in which we can we can better address some of these problems in which we can better address like you know i don't see again going back to what you were talking about with the uh uh dude cracking on pts for having a squat rack it's crazy yeah the the more we can blend some of these similarities together um the more streamlined we can offer quality detailed individual programs individual assessments individual uh, uh focus um, that at the end of the day, we can be more effective with the clientele that we have, and we can yeah. we can offer more services just because our our professionals um, are better equipped uh, to offer the right services for everybody. Right. So I think it's going to come with time because I, the industry right now, I think it's just too uh, it's getting better, but it's, it's still fragmented enough that for sure all you can do is take on a heavy load sometimes, and and that's yeah. tough. It's very tough. Well, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a, I think, um, I think there's a lot of fear involved with that too. Like, yeah. uh, in terms of like protecting your own value, like if, yeah. so this guy, if he spent his entire life doing research on manual therapy and people are getting equal results with a squat rack, you know, like mm-hmm. he's got to have some form of humility to be like, ah, well, maybe there's something to this or how can yeah. I blend my skill set with this, you know? Um, instead yeah, of immediately yeah. just saying like, no, nah, that's shit. That's not going to do anything for you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's not just this guy. It's all over the place, right? Like, um, it, it can work the opposite way too. There's plenty of people out there that, that, uh, that disrespect, uh, manual therapy quite a bit saying there's no, like, there's no need for it. And, you know, you can just get everything you need to get with S and C principles, which maybe, you know, like you said, yeah, like you said before, yeah. it's a tool. Depends. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if this person needs, a, what if, what if, what if it is just purely placebo and they just can feel a little bit better after they, after they, um, I don't know, get their back manipulated or something like mm-hmm. that. Super simple it takes five, 10 minutes and mm-hmm. then they're able to have mm-hmm. a much better training session and then they hit their goals yeah. better. Like who, who cares at that point, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's, it's, it's tough because, you know, the field is kind of, it's at least the, if you, if it is something that you're doing full time, you're completely invested in, um, you have a lot of A-type personalities, obviously. Uh, yeah. You have a, it is competitive just by nature of what you do. It is, yeah. there's a level of com- competitiveness there. Um, so when you have that, it's very tough to have that and also be humble. It's very tough mm-hmm. to have that and also say, hey, maybe I don't, I won't use this technique or uh, this methodology or what have you, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't work for, you know, this other group or this other person. But, but having that acceptance is very tough because I think, you know, once, 
I see this a lot. Once people feel like I know the way or I have all mm-hmm. the tools, they're kind of yeah. that's when you start to see the finger pointing and and that this doesn't work and you know you should do this. Yep. And man, I, I that we kind of eat our own when we do that stuff and and one hundred percent we keep ourselves so isolated as a community, which is just it's unfortunate at the end of the day uh, because I know as you kind of related to before, there's so many similarities with no matter what you're doing. Like if, if yeah. you're just even a yoga instructor. Um, yeah. There's similarities between a yoga instructor and say a mental health coach, right? You guys are going to have a For lot sure. of similarities actually. Um, and, and so a CrossFitter versus say a, a physical therapist, yeah, you're going to have similar. There's no way you're not going to mm-hmm. have similarities. If you're dealing with the body, yeah. it's going to be there. <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's really weird because like most people, most people in our, in our industries, uh, have some form of either athletic background or, um, you know, they've been a team of some degree, right. And yeah. how, like how successful is a team? If you got somebody just pointing fingers at somebody else all day long, right? <laughs> like it just doesn't work. Last day, hold on. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. Okay. All right. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, you're okay. I was just saying that like, you know, we, we've all been parts of teams, you know, most people in our industries have been, um, injured because of a team sport or, or, or sport of some degree. And it just does like how, how well did it work if, you know, the team captain or somebody on the team just kept blaming other people for uh, saying like, what well, you're doing is not exactly. the right way to do things. Like it doesn't work that way. You know, another great example of that is uh, like, you know, from afar, I don't know him personally, of course, but like LeBron James, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. he does a really good job at elevating everybody on the team. I mean, he made Bo Williams look like a freaking all-star, you know, like. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, it, it doesn't, it, there isn't just one way in this field and, and that's really despite your goal. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the, the more we invest uh, today's technology and research and time and effort into this field or fields, the more it, it's just reconfirmed that there isn't just one way to do one thing, right? There's, right. there's multiple ways and there's several factors to consider. So it's just, it's very ignorant. It's, it's very, uh, in my opinion, just small-minded to just start saying, do this or do that, or, or don't do this and only do that. Man, look, you're dealing with the body, right? And, and yep. one of the golden principles about the body is adaptation, right? It's meant to adapt yep. to whatever, whatever you're getting. And so if you take that principle and you apply it to what we're talking about, dude, that means we can give it a lot of different things and it's going to adapt in a different way, which by logic just means there's different ways we can go about this there's different tools <laughs> yeah. we could use you know For and sure. so it's it's this self-defeating by by arrogance within mm-hmm. the community is is probably one of my biggest gripes man um, for sure you can't Especially tell we're all on the, the same team man. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the other thing yeah dude like what yeah. are you talking about man like and and we rob ourselves right like you might know some yeah. kind of a good story like i was talking to sam and, and I was talking to him about uh, a client of mine, right? He, mm-hmm. uh, military, uh, special operations. And I was thinking, man, here's, you know, this is what I'm considering doing. Uh, and I just want to kind of rebound some thoughts off of you. What do you think? You know, what would you recommend? Mm-hmm. And he gave me some ideas that I had considered, but didn't think through and thought, hey, you know what? That's, that's actually a good idea, right? Slapped it into yeah. the program. I, I got a text a few days ago letting me know, hey, my leg feels better as good as it was since 2019 right and i'm like hey there there you go right and so it's a win-win why why would i rob myself and my client from that opportunity just because i think oh sam is not gonna have the answer because i have all the answers that's just yeah it's silly man but it takes it takes confidence to be able to do that right like 
you, you yeah, are sure. obviously um, very confident in your own skill set. And not like superficially confident, like, oh, I'm the best. I know what I'm doing. But like you're very comfortable with who you are as a coach and where you're at in your journey uh, in this profession. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and there comes like once you do that, like you're able to start seeing all yeah. the other how all these other uh, tools start to overlap and can and can impact uh, different parts of your profession. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, if, if you do have confidence in what you do, at least in this field, um, you got to have the confidence to also say, I don't know. Right. Uh, sure. One of the things that I think is, is, is terrible that sometimes we do is we kind of BS. Right. You don't know something, dude. Mm -hmm. You don't know. And, and I know many. And I think that that's why I'm kind of a, a nerd when it comes to this. There's so much <laughs> that I, I, I think to myself, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know about this. Or I heard such and such mention this, or I saw such and such technique. Let me, let me learn more about this. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and so if you, you go in and you think, at least in my opinion, if you think, you know, and you got all the answers, you probably don't know much. Um, yeah. And I can tell you that, that, that lack of confidence is going to show itself pretty, pretty damn quick. Um, yeah. Because it, as you probably know too, hey, the more you ask, huh, let me learn more about this, man, your toolbox gets bigger. It really does. Yeah. 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 You got to have, you got to have, you got to have curiosity, man. You got to have curiosity. You got to have a give a fuck factor. That's better than everybody else out there. Then, and that's when you'll yeah. start seeing results. Yeah. And, and you don't want to be, become one dimensional. You know, that, that happens a lot with, with what we do a lot of times, kind of going back to what we were talking about, you get scripted, um, mm -hmm. you lose the sense of the individual, you begin to get so broad that you lose the focus and, and yeah, you know, you're just kind of, here's my one modality or my one method. And now you're robbing yourself, man, of, of all these other things that are out there. Um, just because you get stuck, you get, you kind of get stuck in the mindset. It happens. I get it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So then what, so like, all right, so say you have a, um, gym pop patient coming in and they're like, Eric, uh, I listened to the active Atlanta podcast. And I liked a lot about what you had to say. I'd like to be your client. Like what would be, what's kind of like your, your typical like onboarding process with somebody. Yeah. So my first thing is, well, what are you trying to do? Right. And, uh -huh. and I always, what are you trying to do? Right. And whatever that answer is, then we work backwards. Right. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get ready for uh, a marathon, half marathon. I'm trying to um, get my strength back from, you know, post-op, whatever. Um, I always start there, right? Because I, yeah. I, I can't give you an answer. I can't say I can or cannot help. And I don't even know what you're trying to do. So yeah, that would be my first thing. Um, and then mm -hmm. I just kind of see, hey, you know, what's your schedule? Um, uh, what's your, your training age? What, what are you comfortable with? What do you, where do you work out? Um, mm -hmm. and then from there, I, I always kind of put a disclaimer that, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of picky because my normal nine to five is, you know, over here with, with the boys, obviously. And yeah, let's like not forget that you, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're working yeah. full time with the United. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of keep it like, okay, you know, Hey, I can't, I can't do all of it. Uh, give you five days <laughs> a week or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, if I can help great, if I can't, you know, I'll recommend them, uh, to maybe someone that I know that I trust that could probably help mm -hmm. them better. Um, as of me right now, uh, I, I try to keep it semi small. I've got about six on the outside of, of Atlanta United, right? And it's yeah. like maybe two or three each uh, a week. Yeah. So keeping enough um, flexibility with the clients is important to me because the other part is consistency, right? Life happens. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you become so booked, uh, when you're dealing with Gen Pop, that if you can't get to them in a certain amount of time, they're going to lose that, that consistency, that motivation and, and that drive because life happens. Right. So I, I what I've sure. seen 
that helps with uh, sustainability, and I guess this is for, for most people that are listening, is you got to put flexibility in there, man. If you mm-hmm. think you're going to go balls to the wall two hours a day, every single day, six days a week, it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen with the pro <laughs> yourself up for failure. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, so, so if you don't have some degree of flexibility in whatever your goal is in programming or, or the reality of getting to that goal, then you're, you're going to fail right off the gate. So sure. carrying that same kind of thing with my clients, I always kind of keep a certain level of giving them enough space to reschedule, move this or move that. That's why I kind of keep it somewhat small. But um, what I am, and I guess this is actually a good opportunity, what I am also trying to do is um, I'm working with uh, the owner of, of Taekwondo in Stockbridge, Taekwondo okay. studio over there. And, and what we're trying to get together, is, his name is Troy Bates. Um, really yeah. kind of same mindset of what we're talking about in terms of the individualism, um, the consistency, definitely someone that if your listeners are interested in, in just trying to do something, he offers a lot at the studio. If you're trying to get your kids to get more involved um, in terms of just fitness or just after daycare kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great guy. Uh, uh, one of the few guys that I've met in my travels that actually has um, the same mindset that some of your health professionals, some of your, even your pro athletes had um, mm-hmm. great resource to go there. Uh, and, and what we're looking at offering too is, is kind of like classes over the summer for, uh, our civil services, cops, fire departments, training them, getting them ready for academies and things like that, um, awesome. along with, say, some small groups. So um, as far as individual, I would say for me right now, probably booked. Um, oh, I, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, but but, <laughs> it, but I, I would still love to at least, you know, point some people in certain directions. And the best thing we can do right now is, is uh, if you can get to that studio or contact, we're going to do some group classes and I can at least shake your hand, say, Hey, go to this person and, and kind of help you from there. Cause I still want to help you. Um, yeah. you know, if I can't train you and if, if you can't do the small group classes over at the Taekwondo studio, I mean, I'm doing that. I'll be doing that. So we can, we can work from there. And if I get an opening, yeah. come on by. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say the name of the studio was again? So it's Taekwondo it's in Stockbridge, Taekwondo Studio, I think. Something like that. Okay. Over there in Stockbridge. Stockbridge, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Eric, man, thanks so much for your time. Uh, so we've, yeah. you've got, um, again, you, you've got your nine to five with Delaney United. You do have some clients that you train on the side as well. Um, and then yep. you've got this venture that you're doing with uh, Taekwondo over, Taekwondo Studio of, uh, over in Stockbridge. Yeah, with, uh, with Troy, ba- Troy Bates, yep. Troy yep. Bates. Yeah. Troy just Bates, a little yep. bit of a busy guy, man. So I, de- yeah, I definitely appreciate your time coming on here. Um, Thank if, you for the you, invite. Oh, of course. If anybody yeah. wanted to reach out to you, like would, if you, or if you have like an Instagram handle or anything like that, what would be a cool way for people to just kind of like follow your work or, or be able to get in contact with you if they wanted to? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can email me at ericthomas.eet uh, at gmail.com. Um, man, I'm, I suck with uh, social media. I think my latest <laughs> picture is like, like 2016 or something like that. Um, yeah. so I would say email is probably going to be the best way. We're so old, man. I'll get a hold of you or you could go ahead and, um, if you call, uh, the Taekwondo studio, um, they'll uh-huh. probably give you my number and stuff like that. So if you ask for Troy Bates, they'll, they'll connect you kind of through that back door. So awesome. So yeah. Awesome, man. Dude, we're, we're, we're getting old. My, uh, my, I have a, I have a sister who's 16 and she was telling me about this boy that she met and uh while they're while she's like out on the boat and he like the, he, nobody asked for numbers anymore it's what's your what's your snapchat like 
That's oh what, yeah, that's what all the kids are asking oh, for yeah. now, like, all the time. <laughs> what's your Snapchat? What is it? What's your what's your Snapchat? Your Instagram? Your Twitter? Your Facebook? Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yet. Yeah, like I mean, I can give you like my email, my phone number, maybe. Like, but that's email. all I got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, e- yeah. Email. yeah. I know. You want to write me a letter? Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, dude. I'm I'm so bad at that. Yeah, it's, I hear it's, you, boss. I'm the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So. But thank you for the invite. I mean, I appreciate. Yeah. It. I mean, uh, hopefully one of these days I can come by and check y'all out and. And I'm training Meg, and so I already see Sam yeah. quite a bit, and he's an nice. awesome guy. You guys are awesome guys. I like yeah. awesome guys, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. You're welcome by any time. So, dude, absolutely. cool. That, yeah. That's an open invite. Yeah. Cool. We'll awesome. set it up, man. Awesome. Yep. Well, thanks for your time, man, and uh, we'll chat Thank later. You. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.